0: Welcome again to another edition of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And today we are bringing you episode number 13. And the topic of uh, today's episode is receiving an answer from the Lord, receiving an answer from the Lord. And I want to remind the listeners to please follow the biblical resolutions podcast by going to hojbible.podbean.com. You can also, if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review so that that can help our, uh, that can help our rankings on uh, iTunes. Um, you can also visit the House of Jacob's uh main website, which is thehouseofjacob.org. You can listen to the other podcast episodes. You can also make your donations. You can also tune in to our live stream that happens at 1 p.m. Chicago time every Saturday and listen to the lesson on the Sabbath. Uh and before we get into the lesson, let me introduce uh the brothers on the podcast today. We got a full house. We got brother Solomon, brother Maurice, Brother Hisamak, Brother Terry, and Brother Beniah. And um as always, we we're gonna try to deal with, you know, a topic from the scriptures and you know, look at how this applies to, you know, our everyday walk, because that's that's the real you know, that, that's the real battle. It's, it's that everyday grind that you're going to go through as a servant of God. And um, once we understand how to deal with that everyday grind, we understand how to keep pushing through adversity and, you know, whatever temptations, you know, that uh we're going to come up against, you know, we got a better chance obtain obtaining salvation. But we're going to look at today about, you know, receiving an answer from the Lord because a lot of times people and even sometimes you know uh you pray for things and you know, you, you pray for some understanding on on a matter and, and you know the answer may not come right away um or you pray for for some situation to change and the situation don't change and you know people don't understand that you know sometimes the lord he he allows a situation to go on because down the line, there's a, uh, there's a bigger, bigger picture story going on. You know, his will is for you is, is, is beyond what you can see at that moment. And it has to go that way. Sometimes things, things have to go a certain way, even though it may, it may be, uh, you know, it may be, uh, uh, grievous at the moment, you know, understanding that hey as a servant of God it's gonna in the end whatever is leading to it's gonna work out you know in your best interest and um so but we got to also understand how how is it that we receive that answer how you how do you have to come before the Lord right because we can't come you know we can't come to God like uh like he's one 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 of the one of the fellas out on the block you know he is he he is the he is the he is the uh he he is above all he, he he deserves all the fear and all the reverence so you know somebody you fear and reverence you ain't gonna come to them and talk to them any kind of way you're gonna come correct you're gonna come in a certain manner and i think that's a lot of times that's what's missing Some a lot of times we pray when we feel it with emotions and uh when you feel with emotions things come out the wrong way right just even in in just talking to your you know talking to your loved ones or talking to your friends or or whoever you know when when there's emotions involved in the conversation or when some you know the words don't come out right and so when we when we talking to god and he's and he should be he 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 should be feared and you know he, he has all power you know we have to come to him even more respectfully no matter what we feeling when we you know asking uh when we have a request or when we you know sending up supplications you have to come to him a certain way and um we gonna try to look at this and get a better understanding of it um we are not gonna read no definitions today. I apologize, brother Benaya. I meant to tell you that. Um, uh, I think pretty much everybody know what an answer is. Um, so we we will bypass that today. But we talking about how we are gonna receive an answer from the Lord. I don't want nobody to think you know that we that we think that they uh that get that they got a kindergarten education or something. Like, like they don't know the definition of answer or what an answer is, but everybody knows what an answer is, but what, what, when we want to get an answer from the Lord, you know, how do we go about that? So we're going to start off at, uh, we're going to start off at Proverbs 16 and brother Ahissamak is going to kick off the podcast. We're gonna start at Proverbs 16. That does everybody have the scriptures by the way? Yes, sir. Okay. I thought I sent I thought I sent it to everybody. Okay. So we're gonna start it for Proverbs 16 and uh Brother Hiss and max is gonna read. I mean, he's gonna expound on verse 25. Uh brother Beniah, we we'll do the reading the same way we've been doing it the last few podcasts. Is that cool? Yeah, that's all good. Okay.
1: All right. Yes, sir. Well, well uh, again, man, uh, you know, I, I'm hitting lead off. So uh, I think this is the appropriate way to to start off this topic and stuff. And this is scripture that I read a couple of podcasts ago. But, uh, you know, this this is just a, a a firm foundation when you're looking for an answer to God, man. Sometimes we, we seek things and, um, you know, man, whether you and your emotions or your feelings or anything, man, uh, to kind of could throw you off. Um so definitely this is Proverbs 16 and verse 25. Brother, but now when you get it, go ahead and read it, brother. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but
2: the end thereof are the ways of death.
1: And I think this is just a great foundation for um when you're looking for an answer. Some things might seem right to you, but it it, it could throw you truly out the way of where you, where you need to be or where you're trying to go. Um, the, the, the Bible is clear. You know, it's, it's straightforward. It, it's going to give us the answers that we need. It's going to give us the um, uh, things that we need to survive this life. Um, so you really, once you, you have a question and you start to look for an answer, some things might seem right to you, but the end thereof could be death. Um, and you want really want to make sure that you uh, clear and ask and question to the Lord, and when you get that answer that you receive it uh, well, and you adhere to, you know, the judgment of that answer.
0: Yes, sir, Brother Maurice.
3: No, I agree with you, brother. I mean, that's a great starting point. You know, when you're looking to make any decision, fall back, look at the Lord first, and then take it from there. So great, great starting point
0: yes sir and um the uh people need to understand that um just because it seems right to you and you think you should have it don't mean that it is right Mm -hmm. you know in the eyes of the lord don't mean that it's in line with his will for you with his plan um and once we can grasp that 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 understanding we won't get bent out of shape when you know you 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 praying for something and you're asking for something in particular, like man, do we always asking for, for things. And a lot of them things it it, it may not happen how you want it, or it, it may it may not come to you. You ain't gonna get bent out of shape. You ain't gonna lose your faith and say, Oh man, God ain't real. He don't never answer me. Maybe it's because what you asking for is not good for you as a servant of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You might want it, it might seem right but it's a whole lot of things seem right to a man when we when you dealing just with your carnal mind but the end of it is death. Mm-hmm. So so let's go to second chronicles 16 because we want to look at uh a righteous king who was righteous uh king of Judah king king Asa and he did what he thought was right but it offended God. And I really I really like this scripture. This, this is one of, this is one of my, I won't say favorite scriptures, but it's, it's one, it's one scripture that's always that that's always in my remembrance because he, he succeeded in what he was doing, but he still defended God in the process. And just because you 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 prosper in, you know, whatever you put your hand to do, you might prosper in a, a certain uh, endeavor or whatever, but that don't mean that it was right in the eyes of God. Those two things don't necessarily uh, go together and he's going to find that out here, but then we're going to see how that affected him later on in another matter. But we're gonna go to 2 Chronicles 16 and we're gonna and uh we're gonna pick it up in verse 7. Um so what happened was King King Asa was the king of Judah, he had an issue with Israel, he had an uh issue with the ten tribes, and so he went to the king of Syria and he made a he made an agreement with the king of Syria. And they kind of beat up on Israel a little bit and they got him off of his back. And so he, he felt, you know, he was like, Hey, you know, it, it worked out for me. But what happened was is that what he didn't do was first of all, he didn't go to the Lord first. So, uh, second Chronicles 16 to pick it up at verse seven, but nine,
2: And at that time, Hanna, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine
0: hands. See, why did he relied on the king of Syria? Because what his what his whole thing was. I know how I'm gonna fix this problem. I'm just gonna go to my to to my buddy, the king of Syria, and we going we gonna straighten it out and he did get straightened out but the problem is he didn't go to his god he didn't go to the lord first and the lord said now they done escaped out of your hand because he couldn't see that far in into in the he couldn't see that far ahead right like you can't you, you you know but the lord looking down the line and we know how god is really uh serious about making covenants when you make a covenant with somebody. Hey, you, you, you got to stick to it. And the Lord ain't going, even if he was going to deliver him to your hand, he's not going to do it because you made a covenant with him. And so being that he made this league with the King of Syria, the Lord said, Hey, now he done escaped out of your hand. But if he would have went to God first, a lot of times we try everything else. Then we go to God at the end when everything else fail but you got to get in the habit of going to God first and then allowing him to show you what steps you should take or whether you should take any steps at all, but man, try all his ways first. Then at the end, he go to God, which is backwards. So this is what, this is what Asa did. Go ahead, brother. Verse seven. And at that time, Hananiah
2: the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria, escaped out of thine hands. Go ahead. Were, were not the Ethiopians and Lubims a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou didst to rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand.
0: So the Lord had to remind him, listen, you went up against ev- even bigger armies. Than then, 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 then this army of the Syrians, but because you relied on the Lord, hey, you he got delivered. Go ahead, verse 9.
2: For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the earth, and in, in, in show, show himself strong, the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars
0: he says so now the the eyes of the lord they run to and fro throughout the earth looking for the ones whose heart is perfect toward him that's like this is a whole nother subject but when your heart is perfect toward the lord that's different than just going through the motions scribes and pharisees go through the motions they do the sabbath they go through the motions of the feast days they would whatever whatever the letter of the law is yeah they went through the motions but in the in their heart they was wicked and that's why the lord said they was like white sepulchers you know they they white and clean on the outside but on the inside they, they they defiled. they full of dead men's bones so when your heart is perfect toward the lord that's on the inside out but when you just going through the motions then hey yeah you, you, you could you could be doing some of the things that the law say but really your heart ain't toward the Lord and so he said, hey man you did foolishly even though what he did succeeded the Lord said he did foolishly where he, where his misstep was is that he went and relied on the king of Syria he, he he did what what was right to him instead of consulting the Lord first. Skip down to verse uh, 12.
2: And Asa, in the thirty and ninth year of his reign, was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease,
0: he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians. Now he did it again. This time he had an illness. He had a disease in his feet. The disease spread. What did he do? He consulted the physicians. But he didn't seek the Lord. You see how this pattern happens? So now you sick. So the physician got more power than God. And because of that, what ended up happening is he died. But the book made a the Lord had this written so we can understand. He, he, he had it written and made it and, and made a, a a point to let you know that what Asa did was he sought after the physicians first. He didn't even seek out the Lord for his disease. Read that next one, bro. And Asa slept
2: with his fathers and died in the one and tw- in the 14th year of his reign.
0: Now, this is what happens when you are more cons- more caught up in a way that seems right unto you. Instead of trying to understand and, and 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 trying to come before your god and understand what's right according to his will according to his understanding asa did what was right according to what he felt was right in his mind mm-hmm. and he and he erred twice mm-hmm. you know but that second time Hey, he went he went and got all of, and he was the king, he was the king of Judah. So I know he went and got the best physicians in the land. He probably had the best physicians, but who he didn't seek after again, he did not seek after the Lord. And this is what happens when we fall into that trap, brother Maurice. You know
3: what I just just hearing this one, it takes me back to what I was saying originally, you know, before you make a decision or when you're seeking questions or seek or excuse me, seeking answers. You got to fall back and rely on the Lord first. I mean, this is a perfect example of someone who didn't make that uh, make that assessment from out the gate. You know, and as a result, he suffered the consequences that came with the actions that he chose, the decisions that he chose. And, and you know, it is just a clear, clear point, you know, in terms of uh, bringing that focus back to the Lord, seeking him first.
0: Yes, sir. And then we can, uh, I believe it was King Hezekiah. Your brothers, correct me if I'm wrong. But when, 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 uh, who was that The came, the prophet came to Hezekiah and told him he was going to die. But what did Hezekiah do? He cried to the Lord right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he got, he got some more years. The Lord sent the prophet right back to him mm-hmm. and, and, and let him know, hey, man, you, you got some more time. Um, but this is the habit we have to get into. We gotta get in the habit of going to the Lord first. No, it don't matter if you think that the way you got it planned out is gonna work and ain't nothing gonna go wrong and it's gonna pan out just like you planned it, which eighty percent of the time it ain't. You still don't don't lean on that too much. Mm-hmm. You lean on the Lord first. You know the Lord talk about first fruits. You know what I'm saying? The first fruits of the spirit, the first fruits of your increase, uh, first fruits of the harvest. You know, first fruits, it covers a lot of things. And it also covers who you who you who you leaning on first. Are you leaning on you first or are you leaning on the Lord first, because that's a part of first fruits. It's not in a physical sense, but it's in a spiritual sense. You say you are serving another true and living God. is it that you gonna go to him after you try everything else then you go to him last so what you're saying is my you know my my ways are more uh, accurate you know my my devices that i come up with is better so if if none of them work then i can go to god that's not that's not that's not the mentality of first fruits i'm gonna come to him first because he is the most high. He is the one that got all power. How are you going to come to him last? How are you going to come to him second or third? You should come to him first. So this is the mentality that you got to have. You have to remember that. But we're going to move forward. We're going to go to James the fourth chapter. I'm going to pick it up in verse one. And, and I'm going to read for Brother Beniah, but you know, just to set it up, we looking at, you know, again, we, you have to approach God in the right way. You have to approach him correctly, right? Mm-hmm. When a man, like a woman, he really, he really want to, he really want to get with her, What he going to do? He going, he going to come correct. He going to put on his best, you know, his, he going to put on his, his, his best gentleman act. He gonna, he, he, he gonna do it up. He gonna come correct. Cause you know you probably you probably got that one shot. And if you blow it, you probably messed up. Right? When you want that job, you coming correct. You know, you ain't coming in there, you know, like you standing out on the corner with your hat cocked off to the left, you know, and you know, like like, you know, it ain't no thing. You gon you gonna iron your clothes. You're going to put on a tie. You're going to make sure your shoes looking right, your hair looking right. And you're going to put on your, your your best proper English that you can come up with when you're talking to the people because you come and correct. But when we come to God, we come to him any kind of way. So this is what this podcast is about. We have to bring out how it is. You got to come before the Lord because you're seeking an answer you seeking help, you seeking deliverance from him, you got to come correct. So we're going to go to James four and we're going to pick it up at verse one, brother. But now, um, you got any dialogue before we, before I start reading for you, brother?
2: No, you brought it in pretty well. Uh, just that we can't come to God any sort of way. Uh, just like the, just like, um, when we talking about Hezekiah, he actually fasted. Like you had mentioned, we didn't go to it, but Hezekiah actually fasted. He came to God a certain way. He cried and then the Lord, well, he cried into the Lord and said, I done this, I done that. Let me not say fasted, but he cried to the Lord and said, I've done this, I've done that. And then the prophet turned right back around and he told him, hey, you got 15 years. Cause at first he told him, set your house in order. Cause you finna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had that heart and he came to the Lord and the Lord looked out for him. The Lord gave him, I believe, 15 more years or something to that effect. But when you come to the Lord, you got to come the right way. You can't come any kind of way. So let's go ahead and pick this up at James 4 and you can start reading at verse 1.
0: Okay. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not.
2: So you have not. You don't have anything. You don't have any answers, because you ask not. That's what an answer is. An answer is just a response to a question, a response to a petition. So you have not, because you ask not. But why don't you have? Go ahead.
0: Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss. That you may consume it upon your lust.
2: So, even when you do ask, people are asking amiss, meaning they're asking incorrectly. They're asking for things that they need not be asking for, things that aren't right with God. You're asking amiss, you're asking something improperly. So, you have not because you ask not. And even when you ask, people are asking amiss. And that goes with how you have to come to the Lord. You gotta ask, first, you gotta ask him for the right things and you can't come to him with an improper heart. You can't ask him amiss. Now let's go to Isaiah 58. Cuz this is going to this is going to uh take a look at how we should come to the Lord when we even want to answer. Isaiah 58 and let's pick this up at verse 1, Isaiah 58 and verse 1, and when you get there, brother Obadiah, go ahead and read.
0: Cry aloud, spare not. hmm Go ahead. Lift up, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression. So
2: lift up your voice like a trumpet, show the people their transgressions. Go
0: ahead. And the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me, the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God.
2: They're ready to come to God, you know, and that's how sometimes people are. And because of our lack of understanding of God at this point, people would just approach in the guy, God, show me this God, Can't you show me? God? Will you show me? And, and, not really understanding that they not really coming to God the right way. So the coming to God incorrectly is nothing new. This was going on before where people's act, people are seeking him daily, yet they still seeking him, even though they're in transgression. It says, show my people their transgressions. But in the midst of their transgressions, it said, yet they still seeking me daily. They delight to know things about the Lord, to be able to talk about things in the Lord. They even uh they don't they even ain't got no problem asking uh what's going on, asking the Lord different questions, approaching the God, and they doing it as if they are a nation that did, did righteousness. But then something happened. Verse three.
0: Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors.
2: So now when they don't get the answers or they don't get the things of God that they wanted, they wondering like, what, what's going on? Wherefore have we fasted? What God doesn't see? or uh, Wherefore have we afflicted our souls? Which is fasting and God's not taking knowledge. They wondering why we doing these things. We seeking the Lord, but they weren't righteous. In their fast, they finding pleasures. Go ahead. Skip down to verse six.
0: Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Uh-huh, go ahead. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that I cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh?
2: So when you really want a fat, when you really want something of the Lord, this is how the Lord tells you to fast. This is the fast that he's chosen. Loose the bands of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free that ye may break every yoke. So how can you do that? Literally, you can go out. And speak the gospel. That gives a person everything they need to go be free and to loose the bands of wickedness. So when you fast, you may want to go in and speak some gospel to somebody, and also you gonna want to go and deal your bread to the hungry, bring in the poor that I cast out. When thou seeest the naked, go out, give some clothes to people. So if you really want to do fast correctly before the Lord, you may want to take a whole day off and just focus on the Lord and focus on doing things that's pleasing unto him. But what? But verse eight, what does it start saying to happen if you start to fast and do things in this manner? Go ahead.
0: Then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thy health shall spring forth speedily. Uh huh. And thy righteousness shall go before thee; the glory of the Lord shall be thy uh, shall be thy reward.
2: So if you fast in this way, the Lord's gonna start being with you. Verse nine.
0: Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Uh huh. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, "Here I am." If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity.
2: So when you fast a certain way and when you come to the Lord a certain way, then you start having the Lord be with you. Then you can call on the Lord and he's ready to answer. But it comes with actually setting your heart aright and presenting yourself a certain way before God.
0: Yes, sir. And I want to make make a point. Uh, When you when you fast, um, it's not just about not not eating and not drinking um you're not supposed to be doing your pleasures either you you afflicting your soul um and it's it's not just on the day of atonement you know which which is when you know we commanded to to hey do no work and you know you definitely on the day of atonement don't 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 do your pleasures you know but even when you fast into him on any other day, you know that's not the time where you fast, and that's that's not the time to to do your pleasures and all of that. It, it's a time to af- not only afflict yourself physically, but also, hey, uh, uh, spiritually. It's a time to 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 get in your, you know, to 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 get in your get in your word, you know, try to keep your mind um, as clear as as you can. You know what I mean? Only, you know, deal with his word, deal with the word of God, that whole, however long you fasting, you know, if you fasting the whole, whole day, half a day or whatever, uh, you know, it's not the time to just walk around, not eating or drinking, but you doing everything you normally do anyway. You know, it's a time to put away your pleasures because you, you are petitioning him for an answer for, for some deliverance. Uh, any brother got anything else to add on that alright uh, brother Maurice your hand was up first
3: yeah no I was just going to say I think you all made it you know quite clear on how to approach the Lord with these scriptures and with that explanation because a lot of people seem to make the mistake that when they approach the Lord they approach him with laying out everything that I've done for you now what have you done for me type of attitude and I think that's the first mistake you know, um, you know, as we pointed out before, in terms of approaching the Lord. And then, you know, the way, way you kind of broke it down in terms of, you know, recognizing that, you know, the Lord is first, you know, putting forth good works, uh, putting forth, you know, kindness, goodness, you know, in the name of the Lord, you know, that's how you present your case versus the latter. So great scriptures, great point, great explanations.
0: Brother Hissamette.
3: Yeah, definitely, bro. I, I I wanna
1: um, you know, follow up on what you said about fasting. People really try to make the fast what they want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, don't put away their pleasure. They just abstain from food and water, but it's really a time to put on this deeper, um go into a deeper stage of trying to connect with the Lord. You know, you you fast and but you you, you all on your phone on Instagram. You know, you looking at all right, you taking you nude. taking
0: sel- selfies. You you taking selfies and <laughs> you, you doing know, you all do kinds
1: it. Of, it, and I don't mean to cut you off but you doing all kinds of stuff it Yeah. like you fast and, What you this is the day where, man, hey, I'm in my book. I'm looking at lessons. I'm trying to solely lock in on the Lord. Again, when the Lord was out there 40 days and 40 nights, he wasn't looking at Instagram. <laughs> he, 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 he wasn't doing nothing but locking in, trying to go to a deeper place, to go to a deeper stage and transition his walk. He's trying to hold, come hold up
2: Hold up, hold up. Hold bro, up. Big brother of are you telling me ain't no hashtag team fasting on Instagram when, bro, I'm, when I'm
1: fasting? Bro, he ain't come, he came about that wilderness with power, bro. He was locked in, bro. His lock in was something different to go to that next stage. We don't. We don't see that. We don't understand it. That's why we don't get the growth. We should get. That's why we in the same stage in the same place for years. You, you still. You still the same servant you was because you don't understand to go to the next stage. You got to be better. You got to be different. You got to go deeper in you. It ain't external. Right. It's internal. But that's the problem. But that's why I know. Where we still the same people that we was, even though you baptized, even though you know you Israel, even though you know about the Sabbath day, it means nothing, because you can't never go to the next day to get these answers from the Lord, because you can't that, that connection, that connection,
0: like like you say, bro, you you, you fasting, it, but only thing you it, it it stops at the physical part, okay, you don't eat or drink, but but come on, man, you doing you still doing everything else, you you ain't trying to you ain't trying to connect, you ain't trying to connect to, to to the Lord, you, you connected to, like you say, Instagram, Facebook, you know, you looking at all the, all the filth on Facebook, all the dumb stuff, you know, you, you doing every. you ain't connecting mentally, you ain't trying to connect, connect mentally to the Lord, you just, you just carnally not not eating and not drinking, and that's that's not a fast to the Lord. That's what, and
1: that's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm what saying? Trying to, and, and I, that's what I'm trying to get. This ain't nothing. These are things that are intimate between you and the and the Lord. You know what I'm saying? This this is deeper, next level intimacy. You know, um, I, I and I don't mean to kind of divert from a lot of stuff that we're talking about, but that's why, man, I can see that. We don't get the growth that we should get as servants. And when we look in the book and we see them doing miracles and we see them healing people and we see them doing all this stuff, we, we still carnal on this thing. You got to go deeper spiritually. You know what I'm saying? If you want these deep answers about questions, if you want the Lord to be with you, it's it's a deeper connection that you gotta start to have. It's a deeper depth you gotta start to go through to really get yourself to a point where you can say, okay, now I know this guy's voice, or now I know that answer's from the Lord, or yeah, I'm I'm, I'm locked into it, and can't nothing throw you off your square. That's what we seem to fail at on our walk and on our journeys, man. It, it takes people to start to understand this to really get themselves to the next stage of they serve it to.
0: Yes, sir. Bro- brother uh, brother Solomon, your hand been up, brother. Go ahead.
4: Yes, man. You guys are on point. You guys are on fire. I just want to let y'all know y'all definitely in the spirit. Y'all motivated me. I know the listener is motivated right now. And if they are not, they need to go deeper. Just like brother max said, because that's where you meet God at. Praise God, God is brother, not Jesus Yes, name. in Jesus name, because you don't meet God at the surface level. You got to go deeper. It's not easily attained. You got to seek and then you shall find you know you got to get in there and you got to look and 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 even you know like you guys are speaking about the you know, Instagram, that's probably the main thing you got to fast from, Instagram and all this social <laughs> attention, you know all this attention from everybody but God, you know, it becomes so relevant and it becomes so important um, but it's the very thing that is keeping you in your bondage and you know, it, as the scripture says right here it said, man, when we should be fasting we should be trying to loose the bands of wickedness mm-hmm. to undo the heavy burdens like this is the burden, these are burdens that we're trying to get rid of, you can't, you can't shake that off, you can't eat that off off. you know you got to get in there and you got to be free a mm-hmm. different type of free you know and it says and to let the oppressed go free and that to break every yoke oh, you know when you fast and you're supposed to be looking at every area in your life and be honest with yourself every area that you failing in everything that you struggle with including you know that stuff man we all know it bring a lot of drama you know we know it bring a lot of lust we know it bring a lot of chaos and and and, and distractions so this is one of the first things we got to take off the table all the things that bring distractions all the things that bring chaos all the things that add to lust and add to you know uh a peer pressure of thought and all you know and fasting and that's what it is man fasting is not really it's not even about the food man you know it got nothing to do with the food and and a lot of people sometimes like y'all brother said when you fasting and you still don't get it well the scripture before that explained that the Benaiah read on in James that when we pray and we ask we ask amiss so our we can consume it on our lust a lot of times people want to fast because because they've missed their diet for three weeks in a row like that ain't how you fast yeah. man <laughs> you know that's not that's not what you do you know you gotta be on you gotta get locked in like he said you gotta get locked in you gotta know that okay this is my time to communicate with God and he said that he's going to listen to me if I afflict myself. So my voice is going to be a trumpet. His voice is on high. This is why the Bible tells us these things in different areas, in different scriptures of the Bible, to let you know that he is going to take a conscious effort to hear you in your moment of crying, in your moment of sacrifice, in your moment of going without you know, um, in, in order to work with you at that moment and say, okay, now what do we got to do to to uh, get you back on track? So it would be in everybody's best interest that when you, you know, become the fact, don't make a mockery out of God. Don't play with God. You know, God's not to be played with. You know, we're supposed to fear at God. He's, he got our life in his hand, man. You know, we got to come to him humble and, 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 and meek and not messing around. You know, if you don't, if you're not going to do this right, walk away. Because he will bust your head. Uh,
0: yes, absolutely. sir. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, you know, the, the brothers is on, the brothers is on a hundred right now. Y'all, y'all on 10 to a hundred, but <laughs> but, uh, uh, brother Solomon said something. He, he said a key word, which is distractions. And, uh, that, that brought to my uh, attention, you know, that when Christ went out, when he was fasting, he, he, wasn't nobody with him, you know, except for, you know, when Satan showed up with his with his little game. But hey, he he was, he, was he, he wasn't no distractions. When Moses went up there for 40 days, uh, wasn't no distractions. And those are those are examples that when you are trying to connect, like Brother Hisimak was saying, when you're trying to connect with God you 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 got to get rid of distractions you got you you got to you got to you got to get rid of the distractions whatever that is because all those things prevent you from making that making that connection i know what what we may be saying may be sounding to some people like it's just it's just esoteric or something but understand that the book tell you that a hey, a hey, uh a uh, God is a spirit. They that worship him him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So this ain't this ain't this ain't none physical about it. You know what I'm saying? There are physical things that you do to 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 um uh you know mortify your flesh, which is when you de- when you deny yourself food and drink. You know that's you are physically you are you are physically afflicting your flesh because you have to kill the flesh in order for the spiritual mind to to break free. So you you physically fast to suppress your flesh, but in that in that suppression of the flesh, then the spiritual mind can 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 rise up and come and and come forth. But the real connection is not happening because you are physically not eating or drinking. The real connection comes when you can spiritually, mentally get rid of all distractions and focus on your God. And so that's that's a part of getting this, getting this answer, getting this response from God. Uh, and we're going to look at it more when we get into this. We're going to look at we going to look at this fast and more. But this is this is something that is really one of the key ingredients. It, it's, it's, it's the fasting and also though getting rid of the distractions. You know, get getting rid of all the things. Don't exact your don't don't still deal, be dealing with your pleasures when you supposed to be, you're supposed to be afflicting your soul. This is what you're supposed to be doing. How you gonna get an answer? You, or you gonna be like that man. What what we fasting for? Yeah, but you you ain't fasting right. You know, don't walk around tell everybody, tell everybody and their mama who will listen, hey, man, I'm fasting. It ain't even about that. You So what you want? You want a reward from, you want man to say, oh, man, that's nice. Then, all right, you got your reward. Why are you looking for an answer from God if you want to tell everybody you fasting? That is something between you and your God. It ain't supposed to be out there, you know, out there so everybody can know that you're doing it. So we gotta understand that. But let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 28 and we're gonna read verse now because we we we, we trying to we're gonna go back and forth because we want to look at things you, you shouldn't be doing and things you should be doing, you know, so the people can understand. And so we can get a better understanding as, as we're going through this. Uh Proverbs 28 and Benaiah, just read verse now, brother. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer should be an abomination. So understand this. If you turn your ear away from hearing the law and say even your prayer should be an abomination. I don't care what your preacher told you. I don't care how many people told you. You, you ain't, you ain't got to keep the law. You can do with it what you want your prayers and abomination. When you turn your ear away from hearing the law, he didn't get to the point about you actually, you know, keeping it or not keeping it when you, when you just don't even want to hear from jump street. I don't even want to hear nothing about the commandments. He says, even your prayers and abomination. Let's move on though. Let's move on to the next scripture. Let's go to Ezekiel 14 and we're going to pick it up in verse two. Because this is this has been the problem with 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 with, with man f- from Jump Street. Man has always dealt with God according to his own personal idea of what God is and who God is. That's why you got you've had idolatry. And you had, if you had all these things that I call gods and all of that, because this, all of this is is man's perception of what he feels. This is what God is. This is what God. This is rep. This is what. This is what represents God. But that's 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 man's thinking. That's
4: Brother, man's. I'm not sure if Go you ahead, noticed. I, I, heard, I heard a cutoff right there. I don't know if it was uh, your microphone or something. Maybe it was on my end, but it would sound like you. I couldn't hear you.
0: Oh, okay. Can you hear me now?
4: Yeah, can you reiterate the last little part of you, what you said, just in case?
0: Oh, okay. Um, Man, I've been talking so much. Just the last um, little
4: part, where you were at.
0: Yeah, I was just saying that man has... Man has you know like the books say he' done made man has made God in his own image, and you got many things that are called God's, uh many things that man has has used to say this represents God um because man has has been dealing with his own perception of what God is, uh but not dealing with things the way the Lord set it up, like adhering to his law, to his law, statutes, and judgments. Everybody wanna serve God, you know, with their mouth, but when it comes to start doing you know commandments and, and 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 law statutes and judgments, that's out the door. And here in Ezekiel uh 14, this is the same thing. I believe we might have read this last last podcast, but it goes along with this too. Ezekiel 14, brother, and pick it up in verse two. And the
2: word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of all at, should I be inquired of at all by them?
0: See, now the Lord said, look, because, they all everybody want to everybody want to know what god you know everybody want to talk to god everybody you know want to be on the vip list i want to talk to god personally but the problem is he said they all these men know they got the stumbling block of their iniquity before they face they don't want to they don't, don't want to do what thus say the lord but they but they want but they want to get an answer from god they want to talk to god but they don't want to do nothing He say verse 4. Therefore
2: speaking to them
0: and saying to them, thus saith
2: the Lord God, every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idol in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his
0: idols. So and people don't understand the Lord, I answer you according to them idols you got in your heart it's other examples in the book. We, we, we ain't going to read them all, but understand that you keep playing around, you keep coming to God, you know, you, you, start, you get on your holier than thou kick, you know, but you still, you still don't want to, you still don't want to change. You know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with the word of God, but you know, you, you just want to put up a good, you know, you want to put up a good show you know you want to act like you all holy and you know lord i really want the lord will answer you according to them idols that's why you got people running around here saying god told me to do this and it's it's something that's it's it's so far away from the word of god it it ain't even funny but this what you like you don't want you don't want to you don't want to get rid of you don't want to get rid of your iniquity. You don't want to turn and do righteously. Okay, I'm going to answer you. The answer the Lord will give you is according to them idols that you got in your heart. It's because you cannot, you can't play with this. You know, you can't approach under God and you know that you unclean. You know that you're doing all kind of wickedness, but you still going, to you know, you're going to play around with it. And, you know, you're going to just like they was doing, always coming to the prophet. Tell us what the Lord say, man. We're going to listen knowing full well that they weren't going to adhere to nothing that the prophet said. Read, read that next verse. Verse five.
2: That that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart because they are all estranged from me through their
0: idols. See the Lord to hook you up. You, you know, you like lies and you like deception and you like, you like all that. Then that's the answer you going to get. because the Lord going, he going to deal with you. Like we said in the beginning, God ain't nobody to play with. You can't, you can't just, you know, you, you can't just, uh, you know, you you can't do this like, you know, this is, this is some kind of, this is some kind of game. The Lord going to answer you according to them idols and send you off. Like we used to say, he going to send you straight off. Go ahead, but ben- uh, now you got a point.
2: Yeah, bro. Like the scripture actually says, These men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of iniquity before their face. And then when you set up your idol in your heart, these idols deal with your lusts. So if you got a lust for money and you set up that money idol in your heart, the Lord going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols. So that means he going to answer you according to your money idol. You, You got an idea that you need to go and gamble all your money away. Cause you, cause you got a lust for money. He going to answer you according to your money idol. Yeah. Go ahead. Do that. If you got a, a, a idol in your heart concerning adultery, he going, he going to make sure that you get answered according to the, your idol in your heart. Oh yeah. Go ahead and do that. Whatever idols you got set up. He said, he going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols that you set up in your heart and your idols that you set up in your heart starts with what you coveting after. Yes, If sir. you don't change what you actually desire, if you don't change where your love is, because that's what love is, it's a strong desire. If you don't change what your love is and make sure your love is towards God, then your love is going to be towards a multitude of whatever idols and whatever things you're coveting and lusting after. And God said He's going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols. So if you got a money idol in your heart, he going to answer you. Yeah, go ahead, do that. Have you fall. Have your destruction come. You got an idol of adultery, in you yeah, go on here and do that. He gonna have you fall and have destruction come. You you got an idol of, of thievery. You got an idol of of uh, of of sacrilege. You know, an idol of blasphemy. Oh yeah, go on here, be become a preacher. Go on here, lot to the people. He gonna answer you according to the multitude of your idols.
0: Yes, sir. Because hey, the one who turned their ear away from hearing the law, your prayer is an abomination. Bottom line, when you got idols set up, when you got these idols set up, you, you, your ears, you, your ears not inclined to the law of God, you really don't care. So, but you're going to approach on the guy, but you, but you don't, but you, but you ain't, you ain't trying to deal with his, with his law. So your prayer is an abomination. So you offering up abominations to the Lord. So, okay, that's, that's what you want. Then, Hey, that's the answer you're going to get, but it's going, it, it's only leading to your destruction um uh we're gonna go we're gonna move on we're gonna go to first john the fifth chapter and uh brother solomon is gonna uh expound on this first john five
4: yes sir we're gonna take a look at the other uh side of the coin now though just a little bit because it's clear when you don't come correct the outcome is going to be disastrous it's going to be you know you're going to go through some tough times as we can clearly see by now, you know, whether you're a king or whether you're just a lonely man or woman playing with your own emotions, you know. But when you're doing right, though, and, uh, and you're trying to do what thus said the Lord and you're seeking him, uh, you know, it's a different experience when you come to him. Uh, you know, it, uh, it's a little bit more favorable, a little bit more tolerable. Sometimes you may need just as much patience and and uh, you may need to endure, but there's a different outcome. The outcome of that is not death when you seek in righteousness. All right. So we're going to pick this up at First John chapter five. And now when you have it, uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to read 14 and 15 here.
2: And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us.
4: Mm-hmm. Keep going, brother.
2: And if we know that we hear, if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him.
4: All right. So you know, confidence. You know, you can see the word confidence there, uh, and it said, "This is the confidence that we have in Him, and we absolutely do." Doing the right thing gives you confidence because you know that God is on your side. What you are doing every single day, the decisions that you are making are right in front of your face. They're right in the for- forefront of your mind. Just like in the scripture before this, that the iniquity of you know your sin is the stumbling block that's keeping you. So when you do it wrong, the consciousness, just knowing that you do it wrong, is enough of a seed to keep you from gaining any confidence, to keep God from hearing you for trying to play with him. But at the same time, when you do it right, that is exactly what... That the confidence that you need to excel to in anything that you want to do, you know, as long as it's according to the Word of God, obviously, you know. So, you know, I thought it was really important that, you know, in the midst of this conversation— that we're taking a look at both sides of everything, uh, and we can come strong to the Lord. When you have been striving, when those people have been bothering you, and you've been keeping your peace and not being obnoxious about it, you know, when you've been fasting and praying with tears and with mourning, you know, silently as you endure something, you got to know, you got to hold on, because, and and, and, and in your prayer, have confidence, because He is definitely going to pull through for you.
0: Yes, sir, and I, I want to put an emphasis on verse fourteen when it uh, it says, "If we ask anything according to His will,
4: mm-hmm.
0: He hears us." Yes, not, sir. Not according to the way that I feel is right in my own eyes, mm-hmm. you know. Not not that, but according to His will, He hears us because you know, you know. Sometimes people think like, "Okay, you know what? It, whatever you ask for, it's just mm-hmm. gonna fall out the sky." And you know and and false prophets give you that false hope, but if if it's gonna stop you from uh hinder your your walk, it's gonna hinder you from getting salvation. hey, God ain't gonna give it to you if you want his if you want his children if you if you diligently seeking him, he ain't gonna give you nothing that's gonna he ain't gonna put a stumbling block for salvation in front of you, so we gotta understand according to his will, he hears thus it got to be according to the will of God. Um if it's not it's probably not not going to happen. You know, um sometimes you know you could read certain certain examples in the book where the Lord allowed people to do things. It wasn't his will per se, but he gave them room to do uh to to what they put their hand to 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 accomplish he he gave them room to go ahead and 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 try it and do it, but we have to understand that we dealing with things that are according to his will, and that's really all we should be looking for mm-hmm. things that are according to his will it might not be his will for you to get no uh 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 b m w but it might be his will for you to get a Toyota Camry. The car gonna get you back and forth to work. Take the Camry and go head on, because it ain't about you. It ain't about you looking. It ain't about about you looking good and 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 being able to lean. It's about it's about you being able being able to take care of your family and provide. And you know, a lot of times, man, we have so many desires and wants. And like Brother Bernard called it, we have so many things that we lust after, and then when you cannot get those things that you lusting after, it puts you in a state of being frustrated, and you just don't know and why I can't get nothing, and why I can't get it. But most of the things that you crying about, you, they those are things that you lusting after that you don't need. And they might not be in his will for you to have them things. Because if you had everything you lusted after, you would kill yourself on accident. If it wasn't nothing held back from you, man, you would go, you would go until you just collapsed out in the middle of the road and die. Man, man will kill himself because if you get anything you lust after, it ain't nothing. You see it all the time, man. You know, you you hear about it all the time and you hear people, man, they got all this money and they go, they got 15 different drugs in their system when they die. Because it ain't, it ain't nothing they can't have. They got all the money in the world to get whatever they want. So it just, it's just going, it just, you just go crazy until you, until you kill yourself. You know, if you, if you're not a person that can handle that. If you a person that don't that don't have any uh uh you don't know how to uh, uh restrict yourself, you don't know how to contain, control yourself, getting everything that you lust after, you you you'll kill yourself. So it gotta be in his will. And this is the thing. If it's in his will, yeah, he's gonna hear you. If you doing, if you, if you're trying to walk in righteousness, he's gonna hear you and he's gonna answer you. So ha- be confident in that. But understand that everything that you lust after is not gonna come. Because that's for your own good as a servant of God. Let's go to uh Romans 8, and we're gonna pick it up at verse 26. Romans 8 and 26. Romans 8 and 26. And whenever you get it, Brother Benai, you can go ahead and read it.
2: Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered.
0: See, th- you, we don't always know how we should pray. We all we don't always know what we should actually be praying for. But then the Lord got that the Lord got that help for you too. Hey, the spirit maketh intercession for you. Because man's mind is is always thinking carnal. And very little of the time are we actually thinking spiritually. Most of the time we dealing with carnal things because we always we get every day you gotta deal with what you see and what you hear and what you feel. And that's a constant, that's a constant uh uh you constantly being fed carnal things. So, hey, but that spirit going to make intercession for you. Go ahead, brother. Verse uh, And we know verse, the spirit according
2: and he that searches the hearts knoweth what the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God.
0: According to, he going to make intercession for me according to what I think is right. According to the will uh-huh. of God. Accor- again, according to the will of God, intercession gonna be made for you. I want the listeners to understand, according to the will of God, is intercession gonna be made for you. Not according to what you want, not according to what you your heart just lust after. According to the will of God. That's how intercession is gonna be made for you. That's how that's how your your prayer and supplication is gonna be answered if it's according to the will of God. That's something we got we have to understand and have to accept and 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 stop and we gotta we gotta move past this you know god gonna just give me anything it don't matter what it is because 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 i'm because i'm a child of god and 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 no that ain't the way it go according to his will that's that's how this works let's move on let's go to um we're gonna go to job 33 and verse 14 And brother solomon you you gonna expound on that
4: yes sir according to his will and we're gonna take a look at uh an instance where you have to make sure you understand the word of god because if it's according to his will then it got to be according to the word as well that's a good way to double check if. If what I'm doing is what I'm doing according to the will, well, line it up with what line up what you're doing to the Word of God, because His will is is in His Word, you know. So we're here at Job thirty three. We're gonna pick it up at uh at verse fourteen, and Obadiah. Or excuse me, but when you're ready, you can go ahead and uh. And,
0: and before you, before you um, before you read that, we we, we just. I want to set this scripture up because you know now we're gonna get into different ways that the lord will answer you right mm-hmm. um because the lord can send somebody to give you an answer like he did in the days of old he, he had the prophets and the prophets he would get a prophet the message and the prophet would go to whoever and give him the message you know uh certain instances he sent an angel like when he sent the angel to Daniel, uh, uh, Gabriel to Daniel, to to show him, give him skill and understanding. Um, it's it's different ways that the Lord will answer you, um, and we just looking at one way here. Um, but uh, go ahead, Benai. Job thirty three verse 14. fourteen.
2: For God speaketh once, yet yeah, twice; yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night when deep sleep falleth upon him and slumberings upon the bed. Then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction.
4: So exactly like Brother uh, Obadiah just said right here, uh, this is one way that he can reach you. And that's why I made sure, you know, that, that I mentioned, if you want to double check the will of God, you might double check the word of God. That's how you confirm that because you can be dreaming something really crazy, and you clearly know that that's not an instruction from God. You know what I'm saying? And so you make sure that you always go into the Word of God. If, if something's telling you, yeah, you know, you had a dream about you cheating on your wife, I, that's not God. That's not God giving you no idea to commit adultery. So that's a good way to make sure you double-checking that. And also in verse 14, listen what it says. It says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, Yet uh, man perceive it, it, perceiveth it not. Like, he, he's consistently trying to get our attention. But we're too distracted or we're focused on the wrong thing, you know, and putting our attention on the wrong thing diligently at that, you know, to understand it. And a lot of times we got to wait till God come upside our head in order to get the message, you know. Uh, but he's always trying to communicate with us, whether it's somebody that you know you know uh a conversation that you're having with a brother you know I've many times that I know that I've prayed, and right after praying, I made a conscious effort to listen uh and I've gotten some conversations that really helped me understand things better, especially with brothers and sisters in the truth, you know. So God, God is definitely trying to communicate with us. That's all the time. The easiest way to communicate with God is pick up the Bible. You know, that's the best way to communicate with him. But if he happened to reach out to you, if you have, you know, in a dream and that may happen, you know, uh, it's good to reflect on that. Uh, it's good to keep an open mind to it. It's good to go to the book, read, and try to find a little more clarity on that dream, a little more instruction on that dream. Because there's, like, like Brother Badass said, there's plenty of brothers in the Bible that God reached them by dreams, and you know there was kings that were seeking the servants of God to help them get their dreams understood. So God was a revealer of all things to men, you know. Um, but keep that in mind. He speaketh once, he speaketh twice, yet man perceiveth not. Try not to be that person that 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 you know that that can't get the subtle uh the subtlety or can't get the clarity of it that you know because you make we make things complicated at the end of the day god is pretty pretty simple you know it's it's our going back and forth in our minds so i thought that was a, a pretty interesting scripture about how how god communicates with us to add in here
0: Yes, sir. And let's move right along. That's a very good point. Uh, James. We're going to go to James, the first chapter and pick it up in verse five. James one, we're going to pick it up and uh, I'm going to pick it up in verse five. And Brother Beniah, you're going to expound on this.
2: Uh uh-huh. So starting at James five and James one and picking it up at verse five, what it's speaking
0: about is asking the Lord for something. Go ahead. Verse five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him.
2: so when you want to ask so this is uh, speaking about wisdom, but in God is ready to give you wisdom, he's ready to give you the knowledge of himself, he's ready to give you the things that pertain to righteousness and himself. but go ahead what, what you got how do you
0: have to ask this verse six, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Uh Uh-huh, go ahead. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways.
2: So when you ask and you have to ask in faith, not wavering, knowing, that the Lord is going to give it to you. But you can only know that the Lord has given it to you if you actually walking in righteousness. If you're not walking in righteousness, remember, we already read where the prayers of, of, of the sinner is, is an abomination unto the Lord. So when you asking of God, you got to come in righteousness. But when you come asking faith, don't doubt your God. And if you do start doubting, don't think you're going to receive it. And you cannot be double minded you can't be going back and forth well maybe lord i i, I going to do it this way oh no 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 yeah i'm, a, I'm a, i wanna, I want to I want to get get some understanding on this oh no 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 maybe maybe something else you cannot do that you got to make a choice stick with it and move forward there is no going you got to make as a man you got to make a choice and again you got to stick with it and you can't be looking back so when you ask god something commit to it don't think about the other things that you could have tried to do. I could have could spend your time doing. No, if you asking wisdom of the Lord, ask that wisdom. He uh, believe and have faith that He'll give you that understanding and move forward.
0: Absolutely. Uh, uh, again, like Brother Solomon said, you know, the Lord the, the the Lord laid things out simple. It's us, it's man that makes things difficult. And when you got a lack of faith, you making it that much harder. Um, you, you. There are so many. There are so many stumbling blocks that we place on ourselves that prevent us, like Brother Hisimac said, from from that growth, that spiritual growth. Is it, so many of them, and um, we we got to work through those things. We, you know, every man got a you know, every man and woman gotta recognize their own shortcomings. And if faith is one of yours, then hey, that's something that you know, that's something you gotta come before your God on and 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 ask for, for help. But definitely if you're gonna come to come to God with a petition, don't don't come with no doubt. You might as well just not say nothing. Because don't think you're gonna receive anything. You might as well just don't say anything. Um Just, uh, for instance, you know, this, uh, last week I had a, I had a forklift test at work. I had already failed the forklift test two times. This was my third try. So, you know, I was scared, right? I'm like, man, it's the third time, man. I don't want to fail this test. And I was going, I was going to pray before I took the test, but I knew what I was feeling. I was feeling doubt that I would pass it. I wasn't doubting that God could deliver, but I was doubting in myself like, man, I don't know if I'm going to pass this test, man, because they being real strict on every little detail about this test. But I know I was feeling that. I was feeling self-doubt, but I don't want to go to the Lord with with, with no doubt. My myself, my doubt, in myself can't be stronger. It can't overpower my faith in God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I said is, hey man, the Lord go out before His servants. If the Lord gonna deliver, He gonna deliver. The Lord is with you. It's gonna prosper. I ain't pray at all. I passed the test because I know that. Hey, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even put that. I. I. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to put that on put that stumbling block in front of me knowing I had doubt but I do know one thing I know that when the Lord is with you it's going to come out right it might not come out right the first time might not come out right the second time but I know if you trying to serve God and the Lord is with you he going to deliver that I got faith in
4: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what I move forward with Mm -hmm. i didn't send up no official prayer no official supplication but i believe and i know that when the lord is with you he gonna deliver you when you need deliverance i believe that and i just left it at that you know and that's that's how sometimes you you have to do it when you know that you doubting something you know don't 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 you don't have to send up no no prayer because you whatever you pray got to be in faith. It you, you it it has to be you you have to be convinced that hey, my God going to deliver. If I'm praying and ain't no and and I got all this doubt behind it, then I'm offending God. So it's better just not to pray. But if you are serving the God and you start thinking about all the times so he delivered you out of things that you know you couldn't deliver yourself out of Have faith in this. Have 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 faith. Have faith in 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 his hand in the works of the Lord. Just like Christ told them, hey man, if you don't if you don't believe what I'm telling you, believe the works. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: what he told the Pharisees, right? Mm -hmm. He was he was he was speaking the word of the Father. He was speaking the words of of the Most High God, and they were straight up rejecting it. But he told them, if you ain't gonna believe what I'm telling you, at least believe the works. You looking at this? You seeing these works, you seeing dead people, the the dead raised, you seeing people heal the illnesses, people who've been sick with something their whole life, people who can't walk, people who can't see, you seeing all of these works. If you don't believe what I'm saying, at least believe the works. Mm -hmm. So, hey, if I can't pray to the Lord and I can't send my supplication up with, with, with confidence and faith, because, you know, my flesh has got me doubting. I know the works of the Lord. And I'm just going to put my faith in the works of the Lord and know that, Hey, the Lord going to deliver. Whether it be this time or the next time he going to deliver. And then you just move forward. Like brother Bernard said, you just move forward. But all you could do is make sure that you are in line with the word of God. And then you just move forward. You let the Lord guide your steps. You let the Lord put things in place, and you deal with it that way. Cause you go, you gonna have doubts when you pray at, at times. It's gonna be some doubt. Um, your your flesh, man, man's the mind of a man is so weak and so wishy washy that you know sometimes you know I don't care how bad you want something to happen, you still thinking like, man, I don't know. This might, man, this ain't gonna work, but you still gonna pray anyway but you praying already with a lack of faith. So sometimes it's better. Don't pray at all, but you believe in the hand of the Lord. You know, the Lord deliver, you believe in his, he he done delivered you at, at time at, at other times in your life. And you know that he is there and you know that the Lord been with you. You take that and you move forward with it. That way I ain't, I ain't praying with a lack of faith. But at the same time, I'm still trusting in my God. I hope that I'm, I'm, I hope I'm making some sense when I'm saying what I'm saying, but we got to make sure that we come and correct. We got to make sure that we always presenting ourselves, um, to the best of our ability, uh, uh, as, 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 as righteously as, as we can, um, Let's go to, uh, we going to Habakkuk, right?
4: Yeah.
0: Habakkuk chapter 2, and Brother Solomon, you're going to expound on that. Excuse me, brothers, I I ain't mean to talk that long. I was I was trying to explain myself. Uh,
4: yeah, but, you know, I got you, brother, because we were just speaking about in the Scripture, a couple of Scriptures before that, that a lot of people, they pray and they fast and miss. Like, you know, you got to come correct. That's clear. You got to come correct. You know, you can't just come to to put your lust on it and you can't come like you like you don't believe it's going to show. You know, like like he's not going to hear me anyways. Well, he probably not now. But, you know, if you're going to come through and if you and like you said, if you taking care of the Lord's business, it will give you confidence. And, you know, uh, and then for you to come. Correct. But here, can you all hear me?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, okay.
4: sir. Okay. All right. You know, we're at uh, I you know I always pronounce it Habakkuk, but Habakkuk, I'm cool with that. Uh, chapter two, and we're gonna pick it up at verse one, and you know I want to read it all the way through, so you know I don't want to stop in between. But pay attention though, you know um how it's from how it starts, how it, you know we're gonna break it down, but but um especially how it finishes because it's really important, man, that some things just don't come overnight, man. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, So you can pick it up, Brother Benah. Uh, We'll start at verse one when you're there.
2: I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am approved, reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry.
4: I mean, the Lord is being very clear here, you know, um, that, well, first of all, where it's on verse one, where it says, and what I shall answer when I am reproved, our answers may come with reproof. You know, what we're looking for may take some correction in our life, and that's just, that may happen. It's going to take some adjustments. For us to get through and to break some yokes, we're going to have to break those yokes. It's, it's going to have to take a change because we put ourselves in bondage. God don't put us in bondage. We put ourselves in bondage. He's here to make us free. So when we're coming to Him, it's because we've been falling short. You know, so uh, how it states, I will stand upon my tower and uh, upon my watch and set upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. So it's going to take some time and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And then it reads again. And this is very interesting because I practice this in my life in the way that I take this here. And it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Uh, And make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Every single prophet. And the disciples that were supposed to write things down and were communicating it with God, they were writing things down. That's why we have God's word right here, because they were moved by the Spirit to write these things down. Um, and I believe in this, you know, especially when I'm trying to do right and I get thoughts and I get inspirations and whatnot. I like to write those things down when I have goals and I have things to achieve. I like to write those things down, uh, especially, you know, um, knowing that they line up with what I, I, I hope that they line up with God's will for me. You know, it's like, hey, I'm trying to do something positive. I'm trying to help people here. I'm trying to I'm trying to do right there. And those things usually do line up well for you, and you can accomplish those things. It's when we get into trying to accomplish those things that are right there on the fence, you know. Um, but then he continues in verse three and he says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. So if I'm thinking and I got a goal right now, or I got something I want to accomplish right now, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen overnight, you know. But at the end. Uh, It shall speak and not lie, but it will come to par. It will come out. You know, it will come in your favor. Uh, And although it may take take some time, it says, though it tarry, wait for it. Don't be. You have to endure. Bear with it. Don't be so impatient. You know, things don't happen overnight. And I can't stress that enough. A lot of things take a lot of time. I have tried to have business after business after business for many years now. I have the spirit of an entrepreneur, you know, uh, and right now we have another business and it's doing all right, but God forbid if this don't work out, we're going to try it again, you know, we got the, you know, because we're trying to do the right thing all the time, you know, and it may not happen like Brother Obadiah said, it may not happen the first time, it may not happen the second time, but if you keep trying to keep your garments clean, uh, you know, then you have confidence that you can continue to try to strive, but it's going to take some adjustment, it's going to take some tweaks, and then how it finishes, because says because it will surely come it's good there's without doubt there's no doubt in that he said it was sure he is for sure it will come and it will not tarry it's not going to be one second later than what it's supposed to be there It's not going to be one minute later than you're supposed to get it. It's going to come exactly when it's supposed to come for you in his timing. You know, Ecclesiastes speaks on that, too. You know, there's a season for everything. Um, So this is something that I, you know, I thought this was very interesting in this communication and how God communicates with us and his instruction in that communication. And I wanted to add that to the lesson.
0: Yes, sir. So uh, we're going to move along. Uh, We're going to go to Ezra, the eighth chapter. And Brother Hissamack is going to. Speak about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I think this is a perfect um, um, example of um, the brothers. Uh, they they fresh out of captivity. You know, Israel was always in the captivity, and they fresh out of one. And uh, at this point, they trying to get it right. They trying to see things right in the right mindset and go by due order and process and steps. Uh and we're gonna see that right here. This is Ezra the eighth chapter, and uh we're gonna pick this one up at um verse um twenty twenty-one. Uh Ezra eight and twenty-one. Uh brother uh and then when you get up, uh, yeah. go ahead and read.
2: Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Havai. And we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek Him a right way for us, and for our little ones, and for all our substance. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. For I, for I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all of them for good that seek Him, but His power and His wrath is against all of them that forsake Him.
1: And I and and, and this is just. Uh, essential. He in in, in verse twenty one, you know, they proclaimed a fast, and it wasn't just him; it was everybody, <laughs> all on board with this goal, because we're trying to restore uh, the city. We're trying to do a whole lot of stuff to to the city after we come out of captivity. And he said that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of Him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. When you looking for an answer, he, he right here. When they looking for an answer, then everything that pertaining to us, we want a right way forward for our kids, for our substance, for everything that we pertain unto us. At this point, that's what you got to kind of do if you want some some answers. You know. when when I pray and fast, I'm not just seeking the right way for me, but for everything that pertains unto me, for my household, because I want everything to go in a certain way in a certain direction because I'm trying to lead it in a certain way in a certain direction. We as servants, as we learn and grow and we seek the Lord and we fast, right here, it shows they was real specific. They were specific about everything that was, that Ezra, everything that they wanted was for their little ones and for their substance. Uh, this is a great example of that. They fresh out of captivity. They trying to get things in order. They going by due process, seeking the Lord first, and they seek. They were seeking the Lord in the answer um, by fasting. Yes, sir. Verse twenty. Read verse twenty-three,
0: bro.
2: So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us.
1: So the Lord heard them in this fast. He, that was, that's key. So they fasted, God looked down, and he heard them, and he was entreated. He answered them, and he gave them what they needed uh, during this uh, period of fasting, that they fasted for an answer, uh, returning out to captivity.
0: Yes, sir. And uh, verse twenty-two is very interesting too, because he he you you can see that Ezra had a whole lot of faith. He said, "Look, he was ashamed to go ask the king for 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 some soldiers because he said we told the king that the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek Him." Mm-hmm. So he spoke boldly to the king mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, man, we all right because the hand of our God." The true living God, hey, his hand is 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 gonna be good for those that seeking him. Mm-hmm. So now you done spoke boldly in the name of the Lord, and now all of a sudden you looking around like man, maybe we should have got them soldiers. But he thinking in his mind, say, Man, I, I can't go back and now ask the king for soldiers because uh-huh. I done already I've already opened my mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what did he do? He did the right thing. He said, Listen we got to proclaim a fast right now and we got to come to the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't go run. He ain't going to run to the King. He went to the Lord, but he, but because of the, 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 the gravity of the situation, Hey, he said, look, let's fast. Mm-hmm. So we can get this answer. And sometimes, Hey, you speak boldly in the name of the Lord. And then all of a sudden it seemed like uh, everything that can go wrong finna to go wrong right after you open your mouth and you talking about how good the Lord is and how the Lord delivered you, then all of a sudden everything go wrong. Mm-hmm. But you got to have the mind to know, like, hey, if if this is what it's called for now, it's time for me to shut down. It's time for me to fast and acquire my God because he, he, he is my deliverer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to go the extra step. Yeah. Sometimes it's more than just praying. Sometimes you got to fast. You got to afflict your soul. Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to Daniel, the ninth chapter and Benai is going to talk about this. I'm going to read for you, brother Benai. We're going to Daniel's nine and we're going to pick it up at verse two. Uh-huh. Now what we're doing is dealing with Daniel as he's
2: fasting to the Lord and he's coming to the Lord and he's uh, showing how to come to the Lord. And we're going to see what the Lord does when he comes to him in a certain way. So Daniel nine and pick it up at verse two.
0: Yes, sir. So we we really trying to at the end of this podcast, we really trying to get into the the, the intricates here of coming to him correctly. Daniel's nine and verse two. Uh-huh. In, the fir- in the first year of his reign, I Daniel understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem.
2: So Daniel understands that he's supposed to have 70 years in this captivity. Our 70 years is supposed to be upon the desolation of Jerusalem. But now he's trying to
0: find out what now? Verse three. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes.
2: So he's humbled himself down to sackcloth and ashes. Daniel was the chief prince in Babylon. But he, uh, and then he was still one of them chief princes when Darius the Mede came and took over. But now he's, uh, he's asking. He's still one of the high one of the, in the people in the in the higher places when Darius the Mede took over. But he's asking, and he done brought himself down to sackcloth and ashes. Go ahead.
0: And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O oh Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love Him and to them that keep his commandments.
2: So now he's beseeching the Lord God. Um, I didn't
0: have this. This is only one scripture. I'm not adding a whole bunch. I just want you to read verse five. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly, and have rebelled, even by departing from the priest, from thy precepts and from thy judgments. So he's humbling himself before God, and he's letting God know, he, Lord, we,
2: we have done wickedly. He's confessing his iniquity, not just the iniquity of himself, but the iniquity of his people. He's humbling himself, praying, fasting. He's confessing his sins. He's not trying to hide nothing from the Lord. And let's see how the
0: Lord treats this. Verse 20. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. So it- he's
2: presenting himself almost naked before the Lord. He is torn himself down, brought himself down to ashes and sackcloth, is confessing that he ain't nothing, the sins of, him, the sins of his people, and he's uh, confessing his sin. Uh, his sins, the things that he's done wrong, letting the Lord know that he's not perfect, confessing the sins of his people, present his supplication, and he's coming to the Lord in this humble manner. Verse
0: twenty-one. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation, and uh-huh. he and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel. I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Uh Uh-huh. And at the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth. And I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. So in this time, Daniel got answered directly
2: by an angel. It wasn't by a dream. It wasn't by a, uh, it wasn't by a dream. It wasn't by, you know, a thought on the spirit because sometimes the Lord will answer you and he, he just guide your spirit on what to do. Whereas, yeah, you, you would have a strong, uh, uh pulling in a certain direction, but with Daniel, he came to the Lord. Correct. He then humbled himself with fasting, with prayer, confessing the sins of himself, the sins of his people. And the Lord sent not, not the Lord didn't just send a vision. The Lord sent A Ab- He sent a uh, Gabriel. He said, "He said, while I was yet speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused fly swiftly, he touched me about the time of the evening oblation. He had seen G- Gabriel before, but the Lord had sent him there to him to let him know what was going on.
0: Yes, sir. And um, understanding that we're looking at the intricates now, we're looking at not only fasting, we also looking at him confessing his sins and confessing the sins of his people. All all of these things are are essential when you're trying to get an answer from the Lord. You know, you don't come like you know, you know you you the most righteous man since righteousness was invented. You come to the Lord confessing your sins. Um, that that should be the first thing out of your mouth because you know we 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 all fall short so many times it, it ain't even funny so that's the first you know you you, sh- you should be confessing your sins you should be fasting uh you should be showing the ultimate humility when you're trying to get an answer or you're trying to get some instruction from god all of that goes hand in hand um because God don't owe none of us no answer. He don't have to answer you. He don't have to. You don't have to do none of that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, when your fleshly mind, when you, when the, when the carnal mind is 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 kicking up, you 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 come to God like you know he he owe you something. Like you know he gonna answer me because I'm who, I'm who I am. Like he's supposed to. He's supposed to hear you. He's he he gotta deliver you. Because you because you so righteous and perfect, but that's the that's the wrong attitude mm-hmm. coming in. Yes, sir. That's the way you don't get no answer for sure. That's the way you that, that that's the way you walk away and and don't and you 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 get no instruction. You get no answer. You get nothing. You gotta come just how Daniel you came. You do the fasting. You definitely confess your faults, your sins. Um. the the sackcloth and ashes was, which was just, you know, signs of just, you know, total, total humility, you know, you letting the Lord know, man, I ain't nothing, but I ain't, I ain't nothing but a dung upon the ground. I ain't nothing, but I ain't nothing, but, but, but trash. You, you just totally humbling yourself because you trying to get some understanding. You are trying to get some deliverance. You are trying to receive an answer from God. This is how you come before him. Definitely with prayer, with fasting, and also confessing your faults, not coming to the Lord like you, you know, being high-minded, like you know, you somebody special. But coming to the Lord with humility. And we're gonna go to one more place. We're gonna go to uh Judges the 20th chapter. We're gonna skip around in, in Judges 20, but this goes right along with what we've been reading about, and we're gonna see. When the people came, even though the the, the cause that they came to the Lord for him judges, the cause was right. But they didn't come humble. They didn't come the right way. And what's happening is, is the Lord, the Lord is going to cause things to happen until the people understand and the people see that they got to come right. And once they came right, then the Lord delivered. Let's go to Judges 20, and we're going to pick it up at verse 18. Go ahead, Brother Benai. And the children of
2: Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, which of us should go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, "Judah should go up first.
0: Now, let me give you the backstory. Now, the children of Benjamin they had sodomites in the land, and so when the other, when, when the other eleven tribes came to them and said, "Hey, man, you know, you you know, what's this? What's this uh, evil going on in, in, in you know the land of Benjamin?" Man, we need to know who these people are. And and they said, "No, nah, we ain't we ain't telling you nothing. We ain't finna hand nobody over." So now, you know, now they they do found fault. And now they're in the uproar. So the first thing they're saying is, man, we, we need to go handle this. But I want, I want the listeners to pay attention. They didn't, they didn't ask God here, should we go up against the children of Benjamin? Read verse 18 again, brother. And the children
2: of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, Which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first.
0: Yeah, which of us shall go up first? So number one, they already got their mind made up, right? They already know they're going up. See, this is is another mistake. If you got your mind made up, it's probably a good idea. Don't even go to the Lord. If your mind is made up and that's what you're going to do anyway, why go to God? you might as well go try and see and see how it works because there's no need to go ask God something. And you already know in the back of your mind, that you're going to do it anyway. Cause if the Lord show you to do the opposite and then you don't do it, how much more, you know, how much more affliction you're going to suffer. So if you can be, if your mind made up, you might as well just do it. So they say, who's going to go up first. He said, oh, okay, send Judah. up. go ahead. Skip down to verse, uh, Skip down to verse 20.
2: And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put themselves in a raid to fight against the at Gibeah. Go ahead. And the And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day twenty and two thousand men.
0: So so right out the gate, you you behind the line of scrimmage. You know, you was first and ten, now you now you second and twenty-two. Some going wrong.
1: <laughs>
0: Something ain't right. Because the Lord said, you you said who should go up first. You said, oh, said, let Judah go up. Now, 22,000 is smitten. Go ahead, brother.
2: And the people of the men of Israel encouraged themselves and
0: set them their battle again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the, the first. So, you know, they picked, I hey, man aside, right, man, aside, right. we got it. We got it, man. It's cool. You know, they, 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 yeah, we got this, man. They wrong, man. We going to handle this. All right. Verse 23.
2: And the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until even and asked counsel of the Lord saying, Shall I go up again to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said,
0: go up against them." So now the second time that the, 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 the supplication was a little bit different, wasn't it? Now it's shall I go up against to battle against uh, the children of Benjamin, my brother? Because now it's starting to click. Wait a minute let us let us hey, shall we go because now you know the people got killed so we got to make sure now you trying to make sure but what did they say benjamin Mahu? My, my brother that's your brother
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you're trying to go just kill and destroy something to consider that's your brother so now you 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 want god to destroy your brother the same, the same brother whom he said was gonna be uh inherit that land forever. Mm-hmm. Benjamin, got a, Benjamin got an Benjamin got inheritance, but you ready to go kill everybody? But now they asking. Go ahead. And the children of Israel
2: came near against the children of Benjamin the second day. And Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground the children of Israel even eighteen thousand men all these drew the sword.
0: So now eighteen thousand more died. At this point, you got to you got to you got to be thinking like, man, the Lord told us to go up twice, but you you ain't come right. You ain't come right the first time because you because you said who gonna go up first? you, you didn't even ask the second time you asked but still you talking about you still got in your mind you finna go up and and you finna go up and destroy your brother you still got it in your mind go ahead
2: then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came to the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day into the evening and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the
0: Lord. Oh, now we now we're getting somewhere. I want the listeners to pay attention. Now, all of a sudden they're going up. Now they're fasting. Now they're bringing up peace offerings and burnt offerings why because was israel so righteous was the other 11 tribes so righteous that they even had the right to go try to destroy their brother the whole the whole tribe of benjamin the whole the whole nation was wicked in some kind of way Mm -hmm. they always was dealing with some idolatry and something they had no business doing so they wasn't right themselves That's why when Daniel came to the Lord, he confessed his own sins and the sins of his people in the midst of his fasting and sackcloth and ashes because you ain't, I ain't no cleaning in you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you did just got put out in the open, but still I ain't no cleaning in you. They just ain't found out what I did yet, Mm -hmm. but I ain't no cleaning in you. So how am I going to rise up against my brother? And like, I'm going to, I'm going to exact vengeance and all of this when I ain't no cleaning to him. Okay. My sin ain't your sin, but still we both sinners. So now they getting it. We fasting, we offering peace offerings. That means you coming to the Lord real humble, but they going to do something else here, which is also what they should have did. Go here, brother.
2: And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord for the ark of the covenant was of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease?
0: Now they got the high priest involved because the high priest was the one. The, the high priest was, 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 was the intercessor. He was the one. Who who, who who did the sin offerings? He was the only one who could go behind that veil on a day of atonement and make atonement for all the sins of the people. So now they got the high priest involved. You see how they being real careful now? Uh-huh. They ain't just all gung-ho. Now they gonna go to the high priest. Hey man, maybe you should, you know, maybe you should inquire the Lord first. And then the high priest did it right. Shall I go up or shall I cease? So now he asked should I do it or should just don't even do it at all. But the Lord going to answer, go ahead.
2: And the Lord said, go up for tomorrow. I will deliver them into thine hands.
0: Notice his answer was different this time. He didn't just tell him, yeah, go up. He said, go up then. And now and this, and I'm going to deliver them into your hand this time. And we don't have to, we don't have to reverse 35, but, uh, uh, they ended up almost killing the whole, all the males in the tribe of uh, almost the whole tribe of Benjamin. I should say, I mean, they just I mean, men and women. They, they, they just all, almost destroyed the whole tribe of Benjamin. But understand how they had to humble themselves and they had to really come to God correct in order to get the the proper answer, the proper instruction. When they came to him not right, he told them, "Go ahead, go up, because that's what you want to do anyway." And 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 they got twenty two thousand killed, then eighteen thousand killed because they didn't come correct. Then when they really came correct and say, "Should I do this or not?" and they had the high priest go before the Lord, and then um um uh uh. Go to the Lord and say, "Shall I go up, or, or, or shall I cease?" And they came with fasting, and they and they brought their peace offerings and, and burnt offerings. You know, showing all the humility. Then the Lord gave them the answer. uh Then he gave him. Then he gave them the right answer. When well, I don't say the right answer, but then he gave them the answer they was looking for. But once he seen that they were really serious and it was about righteousness, and now they wasn't just out there just you know, acting like they never did nothing. But, but now, you know, it's about us, you know, trying to, you know, keep, keep the nation of Israel clean and holy. Then the Lord said, go up and I'm going to deliver him to your hands. He told him straight out. So that is, that is how you get an answer from, from God. You want to an answer from the Lord. You got to come correct. You can't have idols set up in your mind. You can't turn your ear away from hearing the law of God um all all those things prevent that connection when you fasting you can't you can't be d- dealing with your pleasures you can't be dealing with all this filth and all this other things that don't have nothing to do with God it's a proper way to do things when you come before the Lord and you want to be delivered from something or you want an answer you want some instruction this is the way it has to be done it has to be done properly now Christ is our high priest because I, I, I just got to say this. Christ is our high priest. Ain't, ain't no man on this earth no high priest. So when you praying to the father, you praying in the name of you praying in the name of Jesus because Jesus is your high priest. And if you righteous, then, hey, your high priest going to make intercession for you. I, I got to add that in just in case somebody uh somebody think I'm saying something that that I'm not. But Christ is is our intercessor and our high priest, and he's gonna present your supplication before the Father, you know, if you are righteous. But that is how you receive an answer from the Lord. And that is what we have to practice. And we gotta make God our first, our, our first uh uh um uh the first thing we do, our first option. Thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. God gotta be our first option. Our first solution should be go to God, not the last one. Because first fruits, you gotta go to God first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not last. Not second, not third. Go to Him first. Then the other things will fall in line. We can't we, we we can't allow ourselves to get so caught up in emotions and so caught up in the moment or so caught up in the situation at hand that probably got its grips on you that you, you're not really thinking straight. And then you do everything else except for go to your God. Can't let that happen. You got to have a mind to reflect and say, I'm going to my God first. And then I'm going to let him guide me and lead me in the right way. So I want to thank the listeners for joining us here again on the biblical resolutions podcast, which is brought to you by the house of Jacob Bible study class. Located at twenty five, fifteen East Seventy Fifth Street, in Chicago, Illinois, we brought you episode thirteen, uh, receiving an answer from the Lord. Uh, I thank you all for listening. I w- I want to thank the brothers for expounding on the scriptures and contributing to the podcast. And uh, we bid you peace in the mighty name of Jesus.